and welcome to another season of Yeah, We Read It. I am one of your hosts, Maggie. And I'm also one of your hosts. My name's Laura. And I think we're rocking on our 11th season. Oh, I'm literally looking at it. I'm trying to pull it up right now because I really was like, dang, why didn't I not look at the number before we started this episode? I don't know. When you're just fabulous, you don't remember things. You're not expected to remember Uh, things when you're hot, you know? It's so true. But we're actually our 12th season, Maggie. Lucky number 12. Our 12th season. And we said this in our wrap up during the One of Us is Lying series, but we are doing Gossip Girl this time around which is very exciting we are going to be tackling the first book i started the first book forgot i started it and then finished the first season of the hbo max show. <laughs> so. uh, well i'm i'm excited to get back into like chiclet ya because i feel like it's been a minute um since we've been really here at like the yeah. rich, rich girl aesthetic books Oh my gosh, and it's like so nice. I mean, I'm you know, it's sometimes there are questionable moments, as <laughs> is a lot of early 2000s, but yeah. I feel like the pure escapism of reading about a life that I will never live is just yeah. so nice. It's so I, fun. It's perfect. It's literally, it's like candy. It's like literally just like reading a book that's just like candy. Um, yeah, it's like TV for great. your brain. That's so it. And that's what I love about it. And oh, oh my gosh. And I think what we're covering, like, there's like, what, 10 or 12 books in this series? Because like, so we're going to be like in it for a minute in the trenches yeah. of Gossip Girl lore. Nothing can beat the Vampire Diaries <laughs> trenches. That was so hard. Uh, I'm I'm, ba- I'm I'm excited to be back in a long series, too. It's been a minute. We're really going to get to know these characters on a deeper level. And these chapters move really quickly. Oh, so my God. If- yeah. You don't know where we're at. Um, we probably don't either. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Like, keep, no, up. Like, keep, literally, yeah, keep up. Keep up. Get it together. We're all rich and famous and sexy now. And I, mean, I don't know. We might adopt like a little bit of mean girl vibes this season. Yeah. I don't want to be a mean girl. Really yeah. Nice. If you want to be, be cool, you're going to listen to the entire fucking season of our show. You little so, prudes. Yeah, exactly. Apologize in advance if I'm a little bitchy this season. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I feel like I am ready to dive in, Maggie. Do you feel like I'm you're ready so to dive ready. in? Yeah, absolutely. Get ready, up, folks, because out of all the ways this book could open, it opens with an Oscar Wilde quote, which I thought, like, okay, slay Cicely von Zeesker. Um, oh, yeah, it Okay, yeah, it. yeah, it was. Like, I I forget what it was. Let me pull it up really quick. But it was really just like I had no idea that that was it. Oh, scandalous gossip made tedious by morality. Okay, okay, let's get into it. I was um, like wondering genuinely if Oscar Wilde said that, but if he did, what a I mean, what a sassy would, boy. I mean, like, here's the thing. I feel like it has to be an Oscar Wilde quote because it's like where else? Like, if you had to pick someone to attribute a quote to, why would you pick Oscar Wilde? Like, yeah. He was like a little party boy, picture of Dorian Gray, but I feel like yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say he is a bit obsessed with vanity, just because of yeah. picture of Dorian Gray. So I guess exactly. it does make sense. He's a little yeah. metropolitan, exactly. But anyway, we open with a Gossip Girl blog. We get lots of little Gossip Girl blog check-ins uh, throughout this book. If uh, you don't know the presence uh, pre- premise of Gossip Girl, the premise is there is like a gossip blog for these rich high school students. Nobody knows who Gossip Girl is, but boy, does she stir the pot often. She's Mm -hmm. always putting fire to rumors and just stirring shit up. 
for lack of a better word. And this Cosmopolitan book series is set in New York City, specifically the Upper East Side, where most people are. We're not from dumpy Brooklyn, where we are following the wealthiest of the wealthiest. Most of the girls go to Constance Villard, the boys go to St. Jude's, and Gossip Girl is reporting that Serena Vanderwoodson is back from New Haven after being kicked out of boarding school. Uh-oh. No one knows why. Mystery. Not mystery alert. Uh, this is just like one of us is lying, but not really. Mm-hmm. Um, so we check in with Blair, who's also one of our main characters. Her mom's having some like fancy party, and we learned that all of the rich kids are allowed to just drink at these parties because it's normal. And we also learned that yeah. her mom is dating this guy, Cyrus Rose, who's like a rich creepy guy like very boisterous is the word I would use to describe him um yeah he's he's um very like pushy too they're at this obviously this um dinner party and Nate comes up and he's kind of like struggling with the fact that he can't really admit that he loves Blair he's not really sure and Cyrus Rose is like well have you guys you know like fucked literally it's so fucking weird um because like he's not even like Blair's official stepdad. He's just like her her mom's boyfriend. Like, get out, get out, Cyrus. Go do something I, your own age. We get a lot of the Waldorf's black backstory with um this opening because this is a party where people are invited to meet her new boyfriend, which love it. Okay. Very so theatrical. Like, so yeah, big launch, hard launch into the relationship. And um all of Blair's friends are here. Chuck is here. Nate is here. Katie and Isabel, um, those are kind of like her lackeys, are mm-hmm. here as well with their family. And Blair is really excited because Blair is ready to lose her virginity tonight. All of her good girl ideals are going out the window. She's like, I just want to do it now with my yeah. friend Nate Archibald. Exactly. Yeah. No, we learned that she's gotten close a few times, but she's been too good girl to try. But now that he's wearing a sweater that she got him and stitched a little gold heart into, she's like, I am horny and I am not stopping it. Um, She resolves to go outside and eat a hot dog, though, before losing her virginity. (laughs) (laughs) Which, honestly, a vibe. That's like literally the best of like, oh my God, I'm about to get have sex. Do I want to eat before or after? I'll go get a hot dog really quick. I love that mindset. But she runs into Nate, who is filling up his scotch, because once again, parents don't care. They have a very European laissez-faire approach to kids drinking. And she grabs Nate. She's bringing him to the bedroom. At some point during this, it's implied. We get a a bit of Chuck's character, too, because it is said that he kind of had, like, non-consensual sex with Katie once, which sets the tone for him. Big old slime boy, if you will. And while Nate and Blair start hooking up, they hear uh, Blair's mom loudly greets Serena who is suddenly back from boarding school and nobody knew she was going to be at this party and so this stops the sex from happening which like I would be mortified if I was like I am finally ready and my boyfriend stops hooking up with me to go say hi to one of the hottest girls in existence and that's not even me putting my own opinion on it that's what Gossip Girl says over and over and over that Serena is like the hottest person to ever exist and if this isn't the first red flag of a 17-year-old <laughs> guy leaving you in your own bed, when Nate goes to say hi to Serena, it's it kind of seems obvious that 
not only is Nate in love with Serena, but Serena kind of reciprocates it. They get very much in their own world of very like, flirty. Yeah. Do you remember this moment? Do you remember this moment? Remember this really intimate moment? And like Serena and Nate, they're just openly flirting at this party. She's reminding him of the time they had sex. Doesn't really and seem like, very remorseful like, about it. And it's so important to note that Nate's first reaction upon seeing Serena is that how much he wants to say that I, I say I love you to her because he's missed her so much. And it's like Blair is but a consolation to Serena having been gone. Um, and yeah. meanwhile, while they're uh, flirting, Katie, Isabel, and Chuck are all gossiping about things that really happened to Serena while she was overseas in boarding school. Like, there's a rumor that she has a kid in France, that she got kicked out for having a bunch of, like, orgies on her dorm floor. Uh, Like, really unbelievable things that it's kind of laughable that people, like, are even entertaining because they have nothing better to do. Yeah, um, they leave out the most damning uh, piece of information of Serena. I mean, I guess they don't know. Chuck kind of knows that her and Nate hooked up. But Nate and Serena lost their virginity to each other in Oops. his parents' bedroom. In his parents' bedroom. Which, yeah. I don't know. Oops. Is that the place? Yeah. Is that the yeah, place and- where the kids are having sex? The yeah, and we also, <laughs> we also learned that Blair, Serena, and Nate were like, a th- an unstoppable threesome and Blair and Nate were like together while they hooked up so not looking good took a bit Serena- of math on our end to figure that out because yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in the books they have been no in the mo- in the show they've been dating on and off um since kindergarten but in this one I think they've been dating since middle school so yeah, they, yeah it's definitely been- new it's bad um and serena finally stops her flirting to her supposed best friend's boyfriend to say hi to her supposed best friend and the vibes are off like it is awkward and weird it feels almost like this is just like a weird coworker that you're expected to just like talk to all of a sudden that's like the vibe it gives off Yeah, Blair and Serena, they sit together at dinner. Serena's trying to tell Blair all of her amazing stories from Europe when she was abroad, including she was kicked out her first week. But Blair is uninterested. And a big reason Blair is uninterested is because Serena has not been in correspondence with her for a year. And within that year, Blair's parents got divorced. And her dad is now dating a male model, which big life changes. If my best friend didn't talk to me during that, Fuck off. Sorry. Yeah. But to to the, you know, consolation of that, Serena really does try to apologize to Blair for being so MIA. But Blair has also realized that with Serena being gone, she's not really seen as a second best anymore. So she's kind of trying to distance herself from Serena. This is really interesting because it's like Serena has the best of intentions in a way of like getting things back on track. But Blair seems like she really wants to outgrow having Serena in her life. It's a very good back and forth of like who is actually right in this scenario. Maybe both, maybe neither. Blair has a pretty bad reaction to all of this, though. Um, Blair has suffers from bulimia. She leaves the table. She purges. Serena follows her, trying to be like, why are you being standoffish? And Vibes, are bad. Vibes are bad. Vibes are bad. Vibes um, are bad. We get a, a, a GG post, a GG alert. Uh, that's Gossip Girl for you folks that are just tuning in. GG <laughs> aside. Scrub to 11 minutes and just started listening. <laughs> Um, but we get some just rumor candor. Uh, there's a, there's another rumor going around that Serena's maybe dealing drugs in Central Park with like little pills that have S on them. Cool. Um, and at school, Blair is 
hating the fact that Serena's going to show up, loving the fact that Serena's running late. We get introduced to Jenny, who is a freshman that is really good at calligraphy. And her third thing about her is that her tits are huge. We got a 34 double D 14 year old in our miss. And yes, that is Jenny Humphrey, who's a bit of an artist and herself, but that'll take a back don't seat worry, to her folks. The author will not let you forget how huge her tits are, and neither will we. <laughs> Staying true to the source material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We really have to do justice to the world of Upper East Side. Yes. So they are in this um, sort of assembly thing when Serena bursts through the auditorium doors late. Mrs. McLean, the Constance uh headmistress also lesbian which we are reminded of often throughout the book series as seeing as i started the fourth book before the first one trust me comes up. she kind of lets serena get away with it and serena's looking like a hot mess but like in a sexy way you know when girls are just effortless and that's kind of serena that's serena yeah um, and Jenny like thinks Serena is so cool and so elite that mm-hmm. she literally dips out of this assembly as soon as she possibly can and runs to call her brother Dan. Um, and the author at this point, when she introduces Dan and Jenny in this phone conversation they're having, the author very much just says they're both losers. And I thought that was so fucking funny to just be like, okay, you created these characters and you're just like, and these people are lame as shit. Uh, and it's like, okay. <laughs> she let us know where they stand in the yes, social hierarchy. Where they stand in the hierarchy. But we learned that Serena and, uh, and Dan met way back at a party in eighth grade. And Dan has been obsessed with her ever since. Even though Dan's like a cool like poet guy and he shouldn't like girls like that. There's something different about Serena because he, of course, gives into the manic pixie dream girl uh, at a stage then. That's his muse right there. Dan, though, has to decide how much this muse is going to stick because he overhears Chuck saying that he saw Serena last night and that Serena fucked Nate, Nate, which oops, oops, and she fucked every boy at her boarding school. That's a part of the gossip that's going around, too. Got them hooked on drugs. We know that's not true, but who knows? Who knows what the truth is? He also he overhears the plans for the kiss on the lips party, which is really just a fundraiser for like a peregrine falcon that's endangered in Central Park. Um, and he's like, but maybe Serena will be there and maybe I can score an invite. So our little hopeless romantic just got a little more hopeless, if you know what I mean. Yep. The loser ring gets a little bit larger with our newest addition to the pathetic hierarchy, Vanessa <laughs> We've got our elite hierarchy, our (laughs) pathetic hierarchy, and somewhere in the middle of that Venn diagram is Chuck, who is both elite and pathetic. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Vanessa Abrams, bottom of the barrel, shaved head, is presenting to her film class this idea she has for a short film because her whole thing is she wants to go to NYU, she wants to major in film, and she also wants Dan, the elusive Dan with some massive sideburns, I assume, I don't know. Yeah. But she wants a blonde for her short film, which seems to be pointing to Serena. Yeah. Yeah, which is like also like how could she not realize being like I'm just describing the girl that came back to school because there's only like 30 people in the class like it is a small school. But take it from me, they're probably not all natural blondes like I am. So yeah, well, (laughs) (laughs) um, at lunch, Blair and Katie and Isabel are all talking about the kiss on the lips party, and they don't want to tell Serena because they know. She'll be the belle of the ball and not the falcon that they don't care about. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and Serena. 
flying high. She, exactly. She, yes, exactly. Yes. And Serena comes up to eat with them, and they are just ignoring them. She, they, she cannot yeah. get a lick of information out of Blair about this kiss on the lips thing, and she is just baffled. She's like, "Why is Blair not being uh, nice? Does she yeah. know we slept? I slept with Sna- Nate. I will sit. Yeah." Serena's like it's kind of weird that no one wants to hang out with me I'm used to everyone doing everything for me at my beck and call um so she's having a little dose of reality of the consequences of you know just disappearing for a year and having to face the consequences of that I think Serena would have really liked Tumblr I don't really yeah she doesn't really strike me as someone who goes online a ton you know she's really like preppy she loves to go out and about you know okay that's fair she would have loved crop tops though yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, you know, yeah. and I think crop tops were popular in the 2010s, so it makes sense. There we go. Um, there is a Gossip Girl post uh, happening on our pages, folks. It is a story about Nate who goes to a pizza place for lunch often and flirts with one of the girls there. Uh-oh. It's a different Upper East Side school with this girl that he's flirting with, which that's that's it. That's the whole news we get. And then yeah. that's. That's all. That's I don't pretty much it. Yeah. Reads it. I, honestly, like when I remember reading these books in high school, I felt like we always got like more from the Gossip Girl messages. But I was like yeah. reading through these. I was like, a lot of this is not really important information at all. Maybe it picks um, up as it goes on. Yeah, maybe. Um, but anyway, Serena asks Nate to hang out, gets a voicemail. So she leaves him a message uh, and she talks about how she got her first period and how her brother was so awesome. So she calls her brother instead and leaves him a message. Um, and that's, that's pretty much how Serena's night goes. <laughs> yeah. Serena's got a pretty boring m- night. Meanwhile, Jenny is challenging Dan at home. Um, they're teasing like siblings do while yeah. he is reading over the part in Vanessa's short film to get the details on, oh, Jenny's trying to figure out if he's excited if Serena is back. Yeah. Um, she's dropping hints about this party next Friday and Dan doesn't really want to go. But Jenny is determined to go and their dad shuts it down and compares Jenny to their absentee mom who was obsessed with um, higher society, which is kind of harsh. Yeah. Yeah. I love that Rufus's whole thing that is that he hates all rich people exclusively because his wife ran away with a rich person and moved to Europe. I mean, I guess it's fair, but maybe get some therapy in the meantime. Yeah, seriously. Um, Nate is in the hallways at the next day at school and he's supposed to go to the computer lab because him and Blair have this thing where they write love notes to each other. Uh, So he's going to go like write his daily love mail uh, that he really kind of seems to talk about begrudgingly. Um, And especially today because he can't stop thinking about Serena instead of writing a love note. And he reads Blair's email. Her email talks about how much she wants to have sex with him He's more worried that he'll find out that he had sex with Serena. And instead of responding, he deletes the email. That was so cold. I was like, okay. Yeah. And then he goes to get high instead because it's like, the truth is Nate would just rather have sex with Serena and he doesn't want to admit it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Serena, meanwhile, I mean, she seems to be skating by with her life and doing fine until she meets with her college advisor who's like, hey, things don't really look great. Your uh, grades are fine. They're not subpar. They're very subpar. And maybe you should do some after school activities. We got a school production of Gone 
with the wind coming up and you get in theater and Serena's like, I mean, I guess I can, I guess I can just do anything I want. All the yeah. Time. Yeah. Another consequence of Serena's actions of just like being like, I am a free spirit. I love to party. And they're like, so do you want to go to an Ivy league? And she's like, well, I'm supposed to. Yeah. And they're like, great. So you have to work, something. you have to work for that. Um, she, like Maggie said, decides to join the drama club and do Gone with the Wind. No one wants to hang out with her in between, um, this guidance counselor meeting and when that rehearsal would start. So she ends up going home and then realizing that she has an invitation for an art gallery. And of course she goes in and she's like, oh, everybody's staring at me just like they're supposed to. And these two photographers, the Remy brothers, end up like greeting her. They're enthralled by her. And they ask her if she will model for their transit photo for them. So she goes into like a secret back room to take a, a, take a picture for this photo that's going to be plastered all over the city. Yeah, it's going to be on buses. Yeah. Just everywhere. Everywhere you see a bus, it's Sexy bus photo. <laughs> Jenny overhears Blair talking about the kiss on the lips party and um, how the addresses, there were changes in the addresses. They're like crunched on sending out invitations. And Jenny figures, hey, my calligraphy is good. So she volunteers in exchange for an invite to the party. And since they are so crunched on time and um, Blair has no one else, she's like, yeah, sure. I mean, it'll be free. So why not? Yeah, they. she would rather spend money on flowers than invitations, which is such a rich girl problem. I know, seriously. Um, Serena is not only late to the rehearsal, but on her way too, she sees out the window, all the girls that she were trying to hang out with have been hanging out without her, which, oh, ouch, I don't hurts. care how pretty and cool you are, that hurts no matter which way you slice and dice it. Yeah. Um, she also decides that Gone with the Wind is not for her. She decides to instead audition for Vanessa's film because she saw like a poster for that earlier. And she's like, and oh, also the most pretentious thing about Vanessa, she's not like having auditions. She's like, if you think you could fit the aura of my film, meet me on the bench in Central Park near the bridge. I'll be there waiting. It's like, that's not how auditions work, but okay. No, so of course one person shows up, this girl Marjorie, because Vanessa didn't put out an actual cast call. She Marjorie's like a redhead. She's not reading any of the lines well. So when Serena shows up, A, Dan loses his shit, and <laughs> he, Serena does a pretty good job. They actually have, like, chemistry going on. But the next day, Vanessa's like, I can't have this. I have a crush on yeah. Dan. So she gives yeah. the part to Marjorie instead. Out of jealousy, too, because Vanessa, like, also secretly likes Dan, when it also sucks, too, because it's like, Vanessa, you feel like should be, like, the most, like, feminist character in this book of like I'm not gonna judge this person because she's pretty but Vanessa like literally hates Serena just because she's a pretty girl I know which is bogus so Serena's stressed now because she really needs an extracurricular activity and Serena's like maybe Blair would want to like do a, a film or like do something with me so she asks Blair and Blair shoots her down immediately and Serena's like about to cry because she's not hanging out with anyone she doesn't really have any friends and Blair yeah. is like Okay, fine. You can hang out with us on Friday. We are going to get a drink at this hotel lobby because they love hotel lobbies and the drinks they give there Honestly, throughout this book. It's so funny because, like, if somebody told me, like, oh, uh, we have to go to my favorite place. It's at the hotel lobby. I'd be like, that sucks. Like, that's not a... That's not a cool place to go hang out. That's weird. I know. I'm like, Laura, <laughs> Hotel lobby's the place you hang out, like, in between... 
like appointments when you're on a little trip. Like it's not a place you just go hang out regularly. No, it's like where people have business meetings. I can't imagine going of my own free will to a hotel lobby. Exactly. And Blair in her head is like, I'm going to cut this little hangout short and I'm going to go have sex with Nate after she is on a quest and she must um, finalize it. Exactly. She is booked and busy. Yes, she is. And now she's about to be bussy too, if you know. She's about to be bussied it down. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, oh, oh, sorry, go. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Do you want, you go, you go. Okay. I was just going to say that Vanessa's. Uh, on some other side of the city is breaking Dan's heart saying that she's not going to give the role to Serena and Dan is mad about this and his response instead of maybe just saying I I think she would be best for the film I mean he tries but anyways he's like we don't have to hang out you and I Friday that's fine I have to go to something anyways and not tell you what it is (laughs) whatever and Jenny Little little 14-year-old big-boobed Jenny. She has stayed up the entire night working on her little invitations. Um, and she ends up um, running into Serena and giving her the invitation because she's like, oh, I noticed this had your old address on it. And uh, Serena also thanks Jenny for signing up to help her with her movie, which she doesn't really know how she's going to make. <laughs> yeah, she has no idea how she's going to make it. She does know that Blair doesn't want her to go to the party, which... As a bomber, she's got no friends. But we do get yeah. a really interesting tidbit of information from Gossip Girl sharing this that. This is the stuff I want from Gossip yes. Girl, honestly. This was the hottest piece of gossip that dropped. She says Serena and Blair made out in a hot tub in Chuck Bass's suite, his little apartment. Which ooh, Exactly. Ooh, and get, get ready for the, the part two to that little dish. Yes. Because at the hotel bar... Obviously, uh, Blair is waiting for Serena before she's going to go have sex with her hot boyfriend, Nate. They order drinks uh, and they start talking and the vibes are weird. They talk about Serena's bus picture that's all over town. And what we know about this picture is that it is like a mystery body part. It's described as looking like her lips are puckered, but it might not be that if you know what I mean. Yeah, and I don't really know because yeah, like that's the thing. It's like alluded that it could be like a little butthole, like a little nipple. It changes kind of like description a lot because like it's yeah. so avant garde. But I honestly find it hard to believe that a transit system would have just a picture of a booty hole. Like that was just like <laughs> low contrast on on its little advertisements. But I don't know. I'm not from New York. Yeah, so what is this boys town, Chicago? Right. Put a butthole in Chicago, people. <laughs> Um, anyway, Blair's being really mean to Serena, obviously, because she's still butt hurt, pun intended, that Serena got kicked out of boarding school and was being so MIA. Um, and Blair straight up tells her, I feel sorry for your parents. Uh, and I'm like, that's mean. (laughs) I know. I don't know what this whole tension is with them, because it's not even like Blair knows that Nate and Serena hooked up. It is mentioned that she felt kind of weird about the kiss that her and Serena had together and that Blair initiated it. So I I was like, is that something we're going to learn about later? Well, see, here's the thing, because Blair bolts like after they have one drink. Uh, and as Blair is leaving, quote, thinking about that kiss always made her feel hot and itchy and uncomfortable. And it's like, mm. those are not words that uh, that allude to you being straight, Blair. And that's okay. Yes. But just like, accept your fate. Um, 
I'm excited. Maybe she'll have yeah. a girlfriend down the line. It's still Ooh. early days. It's still early so days. Blair leaves and Serena's sad, but don't worry because Chuck Bass is showing up to drink wearing, with her as well. Wearing his signature casimir scarf with his initials on it. Like, as you do. In my mind, Chuck looks so doofy all of the freaking time. Yeah. He looks like a cosmopolitan um, version of the the professor in Curious George. I don't know if he's a professor, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. The guy with the yeah, yellow yeah. suit. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. So they go upstairs to his suite. They're going to take drinks up there. I mean, obviously, he's going to make a move. They watch yeah. Dirty Dancing, and Serena's a little drunk. So when Chuck gets on top of her and starts kissing her, Serena kind of lets him, but she's not feeling it. So she makes him go get her water, and then she falls asleep when he comes back, which I guess if you trust him. Yeah. That's, Meanwhile, Nate could not be taking more time to show up at Blair's apartment to take her virginity. He is thinking more about the burrito he's going to get afterwards than actually so having sex with his girlfriend. Again, absolutely mortifying if you are just fully invested in someone who cares more about burrito than fucking you. He stops to get like a little thing of whiskey on the way and it's like, yeah. what are you He's doing? like, man, the only way I'm going to get through this pound town sesh is if I'm a little buzzed. <laughs> Serena, meanwhile, back at Chuck's place, we get a little um, juxtaposition between her and what's happening with Nate and Blair. She wakes up and she realizes Chuck hasn't really done anything to her in her sleep. Thank God. But now she's like, I'm I'm ready to go. Uh, So she tries to go and Nate or not Nate. Chuck is like mad all of a sudden and he's walking her down to the cab in the rain and is like, you've been fucking Nate and everyone while you were abroad. You think you're too good for me? And she gets mad at this, which I would too. I would too. Yeah. Chuck feels like he's very much entitled to women, which is bad. We do not like him. No, we hate um, Blair, meanwhile, answers the door naked uh, when Nate arrives as like, this is going to be uh, confident and sexy of her. But she does it in a way that's very awkward and silly um, and makes it all uncomfortable um so he finally comes in she tells him to take his clothes off he she asks him for a condom she's just like gaping at his boner because she is obviously new to a naked boy in her bed and they spend an hour just like on like kisses just kisses for an hour and nate again all he's thinking about is this burrito and then finally he just he gets up Boner, boner in hand, I imagine. Boner so deflates he, because she bit his pinky. It, and it deflates with the sound of a sad, sad balloon. Exactly. As he says, uh, he had sex with Serena and he she should at least know that if they're going to ever be together. And she tells Nate to leave. And Blair fantasizes about Serena getting hit by a bus, which kinky, but okay, Blair, especially since you're in love with her. <laughs> So you would think after Nate gets this burrito he's been thinking about nonstop all night, he would go home, maybe digest the burrito, let it sit for a bit. No, no, no. He goes and meets Serena at her apartment just after this for some reason, I guess. Like, keep digging yeah. that grave, and and poor Serena, she's like a little too drunk. She's a little like sick and hungover. And she kind of makes a move on Nate, and he gets really turned off by this. Um and she just like falls asleep and Nate is mad. Um, but don't worry, he get, he he did get his burrito and that's what's important. He did get his burrito. Yeah, he like all of a sudden, he's been pining after her this whole book, but 
he sees that she has Chuck's scarf in her purse and it is like covered in her own vomit because she uh wiped it up, up in the cab. Yeah. And he's just like, God, it's just it's too easy and boring to be attracted to Serena. And she's kind of careless. So he leaves and the Blair and Nate no sex encounter is on Gossip Girl the next day, which I just <laughs> Again, really, really make it more embarrassing for Blair. Yeah, seriously. Jenny, meanwhile, he's she's still go, go, go. She's trying to get Dan out of bed the next morning. Perky tits ready for the day. <laughs> she's trying to go tits up. <laughs> she's trying to go suit and dress shopping. She wants to go to Barney's for the party so um, she can look good. And she's like, you can get an Armani suit. You can look hot. We've got dad's credit card. Let's get it popping. So they go shopping at Barney's. And Dan sees Serena shopping with her mom in the store. And he's like, I got a bolt. I got a bolt. Like, I can't. I got like, a bolt. no. And like here, I thought he was going to bolt to like leave Barney's, but he bolts to go buy a suit. That is how like the power Serena has over him. Like his immediate thought was like, oh God, I got to go get that Ar- Armani suit. Like, bye Jenny. I'll be back. Uh <laughs> And it's an expensive suit. It's so expensive. It's like $700 or something like that. And Jenny ends up talking to Serena briefly in like the dressing room and decides to buy a sexy black dress so she can impress and be like Serena. Um, And then um, Chuck, Nate, Serena after this and Blair's family, they all have brunch at the Metropolitan Museum. Which for the board members, but brunch for the board, board members. members. Yes. Um, and obviously when Blair sees Nate, she storms off because, you know, he chose a burrito over her wet hot hat. Exactly. Pussy. He ate the wrong thing that night. He, he, ate, he ate the wrong sloppy thing that <laughs> right night. And Nate chases after her, burrito in hand, trying to apologize. <laughs> and Nate this morning has finally acknowledged that uh, there was a little golden heart in that like evergreen sweater that she brought for him. And he's like, wow. Maybe I should be in love with her because she clearly likes me so much. And it's like, it's been years of this, buddy. Like, how are you just getting this now? He realizes just like last night when he didn't order extra sour cream on his burrito (laughs) that he lost a good thing. He (gasps) lost a good thing. Um, Blair's stepdad kind of adds some salt to the wound because in the bathroom he does tell Nate some weird quote about like women and sex and being like he he says all couples fight about our sex and money so you and Blair must be fighting about sex (laughs) which he's not too far off meanwhile Blair leaves her table to hang out at uh, Katty and Isabel's table so they, they can bitch about Serena that's yeah and serena voice. does corner nate what finally when she shows up and he's she's like why aren't you talking to me and he's like what do you mean i am talking to you right now and it is very very awkward yeah he's just avoiding her because now he wants blair but it doesn't work like that no it doesn't work like that so serena's like getting ready for the kiss on the lips event that friday She's trying to decide if it's even worth it to go. And she calls her brother, Eric, her older brother. And he is like, fuck everyone not talking to you. And she's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to call Vanessa instead and like 
just kind of see if I can ask if she'll help me on my film project, maybe get the ball rolling of seeing what her Friday night plans are. Yeah. And Vanessa's honestly shocked by this, but Vanessa's like, yeah, sure. I'll help you. Cause Vanessa loves the arts. And Vanessa also kind of picks up on Serena of like not having any plans. So she's like, well, do you want to come like hang out with me in Brooklyn? So Serena's like, yeah, I'd love to. And they're going to go see her sister Ruby's band, which is going to be fun. Bummer for Jenny, though, who's at this kiss on the lips party. She's got no one to talk to because she thought Serena was going to come. So she just starts pounding champagne. And just another bullet to the head. Chuck is hitting on her, but he's mostly focused on her breast and has not asked her name. No, no, it's always better if they don't know your name. Um, Serena and Vanessa are actually having a really good time at the bar, which is great to see Serena having some fun in this book. Dan shows up wearing a uh, tux because he returned the Armani one. He's wearing like a a one that's too big, a little hand-me-down from his dad or something. so funny. We got Boss Baby in the bar. Yeah. And boy, is Dan elated to see Serena. And he's like, oh, yeah, I was a cool guy. I blew off the party. Not really my thing, too. Just like you said, Serena. You said it wasn't your thing. So I'm saying it's my not, not my thing, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Serena is so ditzy is like, yeah, that's great. I love that. Yeah. That's great for us. And Vanessa's annoyed, but, you know, what could she do? What could she Meanwhile, do? the party is popping. We got a super high Nate coming in. Probably burritos on his mind. <laughs> he's, he's got burritos between his hands like little Wolverine. He's ready to slash through the world with the little burritos. He's saving them for later. Blair, he notices Blair is on her way to the bathroom to vomit when she is interpreted uh, intercepted by the head of the Falcon Foundation. So Nate kind of steps in because he's like, here's where I can be a white knight. And he introduces himself to the head of the Falcon Foundation, leaving Blair to go take a minute in the bathroom to herself. Yes. And uh, he does, he also gets the conversation to sideswipe to Katie and Isabella. He ends up apologizing to Blair and they're kind of like on good terms again, which is great. That's exactly what he wanted. Um, Yeah. He admits that he only slept with Serena because she was willing to. And Blair is like, okay, I'll get back together with you if you don't talk to her, which is like, I don't, if my boyfriend was like, I slept with your best friend because she was willing yeah i uh, I love i love the entire logic that some people have of like well they say they love me and that's enough so i'll i'll put up with all the bullshit um meanwhile back at this cool little little bar in brooklyn serena is loving the band and invites dan to dance with her Mm -hmm. and vanessa doesn't even have time to be jealous because clark the bartender is like hey you uh, you come in here a lot. Do you want to know a secret? And she's like, sure. And he's like, I think you're really cool and I have a crush on you. And do you want, us, want this drink that I just made for you? And she's like, okay. And they kiss. So like Vanessa's moving on hot and we love it. Yes, she's going hot and heavy. Meanwhile, it is slow and steady at the DJ <laughs> at the Kiss on the Lips party. The DJ just got broken up with, so she's only playing sad songs. And Jenny cannot get out of Chuck's grasp. He, like, kisses her. And she's like, I just need a minute. I need to go to the bathroom. So she goes into a stall. She isn't peeing. She's just like, I just got to get away from Chuck. And Chuck climbs under the stall after she flushes. Awful. Awful. Literally, 
literally uh, terrifying. If somebody was like, I'm going to crawl under and come into your bathroom stall, I would start yelling at them. Uh, but also Jenny is 14. She does not have that logic to just start yelling at people who are invading her space and being creepy. Yeah. Uh, so Jenny, in like the midst of Chuck's little crab walk under the stall, calls Dan uh, in a panic and is like, you need to come get me. And Serena's like, oh, yeah, I'll go with you, Dan, because Serena's actually a good person. And they say to go- goodbye to Vanessa, who could not care less that they're leaving because she found a new boy. Yep. She doesn't even bat an eye. So Serena and Dan get to the kiss on the lips party and Blair's like, hey, you know what, Nate? Why don't you go tell Serena now that you don't want to be friends? So Nate goes <laughs> up to her and tells her and serena's like well you know i mean you guys are dating yeah i i love you but there's not really anything i can do about it literally serena has the best reaction here instead of like reacting in any way she reacts with such indifference with like literally like okay bye then because you probably shouldn't be talking to me and moves on her very way that's how you hold the power in these scenarios exactly So she goes into the bathroom, she got a cool off from this interaction, and she sees a pair of heels under the stall and Chuck's scarf. So when she opens the stall, she sees Chuck has backed Jenny against a corner. Jenny is standing on the toilet seat with her dress down to her waist so he can see her boobs, and she's crying. That's not the way you get things, Chuck. No, no, it is... A really, really awful scene to read. Yeah. Uh, Dan also bursts into the bathroom at this very moment being like, Jenny, are you in here? And she is. Uh, Dan and Chuck almost get into a fight, but Serena uses her words, sharp like knives, to get Chuck to back off. Yeah. And then the three of them all leave the party together. And the story ends with Dan and Serena holding hands in the cab on the way back. So, so I guess dot dot dot. Yeah, we get a little happened. we get a little gossip girl wrap up post, which I thought was so funny because it was very much like, "Will so and so have this event happen to them? What's the deal with these things? This and more in the next Gossip Girl." It was very much like end of episode. Uh, yeah. But we just basically learned that Blair and Nate are still together. Uh, Chuck is still a horny little skis ball. Vanessa is fully dating the bartender now, uh, and it's very much like, "What will happen next? Tune in next time on Gossip Girl." And you will have to wait for next week to figure out what happens in book two. But to tune in now to our top five, you can do that with the if you're listening still. Nailed it, and nailed it, crushed great. it. That was seamless, seamless, seamless execution. Nailed it. I tried. I can't tell if you guys can tell I've been congested, but I have a bit of cold. So I'm going off a lot of Dayquil. Woo! This top five is going to be um, the top five plots that Serena's short film that she wants to make for college credit could possibly have. What's it going to be about? We don't know. We don't know. Um, number five, we we considered she would make some like coming of age film that's very wannabe Ladybird, mm-hmm. but the plot is not fully realized because it's her first film. But she thinks it's really powerful and uh, very artsy. Yeah, she's like, is this my Frances Ha? But it's not. It's more like a, a sleepover, which was still a good movie in its own respect. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, she kind of makes uh, her own life, the life that she wants. She gets a, mo- a movie where she gets all new friends. They all love her. They're obsessed. Yeah, she's the like, life she can't nice have right George. now. Exactly. Um, another orphan. She dons on a little accent, becomes a little British orphan who gets discovered in a bank and becomes famous. That's a very rich plot that I think she could tell. 
Or at least oh, try to. I think so. She'd have a little Oliver twist. She'd be like, I want to see what it's like to be poor. Um, number two, I never figured out a name for what it would be, but Serena lives a double life as a pop star that no one knows. Kind of like Hannah Montana. Yeah, kind of like Hannah Montana, but like a worse rhymey name. Like yes. Serena Bobina. Serena Bobina. I'm trying to think of any place. I, I said Sherrington, Washington earlier. And That's more close so. enough. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> we love it. We love it. Yeah. Uh, comment, comment, uh, write into us via email what the pop star name for Serena should be. Oh, um, be please, that would be great. And the last one, we really think this would be a hit. Uh, she becomes a kaiju monster like a Godzilla or a King Kong and ends up destroying the entire city. That would be very cool. She would have to learn a lot about After Effects, but I believe in her personally. Yeah, I think she would have an absolute blast in iMovie figuring that one out. Yeah, 100%. And I guess. I guess that brings us to our canceled character of the episode. Oh. Maggie, we haven't had canceled character walks. We didn't do it for one of us is lying. So is it is it easy to say Chuck or should oh, we try? Yeah. Should we try? Should we try to think of somebody else? No, I think we have to say Chuck. I Chuck is awful this episode. Um, and I have a feeling Chuck is gonna be our canceled character a lot. I was but gonna he say I, hands down. I wonder how long he'll carry the torch for. I think it's gonna be Honestly, a while. yeah. Maybe he'll be our new canceled world record holder. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just have to find out. And if you wanna stay um up to date on what we are doing, you can follow us on Twitter. We're not really on TikTok that much, but we'll see at uh Yeah We Read It. We are on Instagram at Maggie underscore and underscore Laura. And if you want, you can email us. At email Maggie. us. Please do it. Uh, Maggie and Laura at gmail.com, baby. And for this episode one of Gossip Girl, this is L and M spotted in the podcast studio signing off. Yes, they are. L and M have to go. Um, H&M. You know you love Shopping. us. Exactly. Gossip Girl. Y'all, yeah, we read it. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>